Hello and welcome to Agile at Lundbeck. We've all heard about Agile, but what exactly is it? On Agile at Lundbeck, we ask various stakeholders to give their take on your questions about Agile. So you understand it, form and inform your own opinions, and maybe even implement it when it makes sense. I'm Mette Michael, And I'm Christine Jensen, and we're your hosts on Agile at Lundbeck. Welcome to this podcast. This podcast takes place in one of Lundbeck's affiliates, and we are in Canada this time. We have with us uh, today Martin Hubert and Isabelle Provo. I think we should start with just a small introduction of the two of you, Martin and uh, Isabelle, uh, if you'll put a few words on yourself and, and how long time you've been uh, with Lundbeck. Yes, my pleasure. So hello, everybody. So my name is Martin Hubert. I am the Senior Director of Medical and Regulatory Affairs at Lundbeck Canada. Actually, by the day, I'm here at Lundbeck since one year. So I'm celebrating my first years at Lundbeck. Before that, I held many positions in medical affairs since 20 years in the Canadian pharma industry. It is my pleasure to be here with you today and explain to you about our project. Hello, everyone. So I'm Isabelle Provo. I'm the Senior Manager of Medical Education here at Lindbeck Canada. I've been uh, with the company for almost five years as part of my 30 years in pharma, and I've always been in medical education. It is my passion, my purpose. And I'm pleased to see the commitment of our senior management to assist us in making it best in class to improve patient outcomes through this Agile project. Not long ago, we had a podcast from the China affiliate. They were telling us a little bit about China. Can you maybe also put a few words on Lundbeck Canada? Yes, uh, Lundbeck Canada was established in 1995. So the home office is Montreal-based. We have about 50 employees in the office and 75 in the field, including MSLs and sales representatives. We could start out by asking you, Martin, if you could give just a short description of the project and what was it you were trying to achieve and, and the vision with the project that you were working on. Yes, uh, actually, Agile was a very timely opportunity for us in Canada because we were looking in a way to improve our medical education processes. So Agile gave us a project which we named Meducate and on top of that, a vision. So the objective of our Meducate project was really to clarify the purpose of medical education activities and establish a simple compliant process to allow for quicker implementation and execution of all the medical education activities in order to improve patient outcomes. And the vision that we had as a group was we want all Lundbeck employees to be proud of being part of an ethical, responsible and valuable company that offers best-in-class medical education in order again, to improve patient outcome. So this objective of yours was a project that you were going to do anyways. How did it come about that you in Canada decided to run this project using the Agile methodology? I'm going to let Isabelle explain a bit more how we chose Agile. But the way we learned about Agile is obviously through Deborah's communication around the fact that they want to use Agile company-wide to achieve better results. And why did we feel that Agile was the way to go? So we definitely needed a reset. And we could see that Agile methodology would impose a structured thinking process we could benefit. There had been many changes over the last two years in the medical education process. And we, we were doing like putting a band-aid here, a patch here, 
but we needed something structured. We knew it would allow empowering by including the appropriate stakeholders in the decision-making process. Previously, there was limited cross-functional consultation and collaboration. We really moved that to another level. Also, we knew that it would generate commitment to implement the new processes, and it would require focus and commitment from all involved. And definitely, we achieved that. Okay. And exactly how did this work for you? I know you work in sprints using the Scrum methodology and you had an external agile coach that supported you throughout the project. But maybe you can talk a little bit more about how your day-to-day life worked and and how much time you spent on the project and how that was facilitated. Yes, we were working as a core team on every sprint and the core team included eight dedicated members. Our coach, Isabel and me, heads of sales and compliance, MSL manager, a brand manager, and a coordinator was part of our core team. And we had about 20 stakeholders from various departments, medical education, sales, legal, that were engaged through the sprints. And the core team and the stakeholders were really a pretty much engaged team. And we were calling ourselves the medicators. So in terms of of the timing for the process to go through the project, basically the core team was meeting three times a week for 15 minutes for really quick updates and distribution of tasks and follow-ups and things. And then that same team was meeting twice a week for 90 minutes for working, where really all the thinking and the decision-making was happening and the, the reflecting on the challenges that we needed to work on. The stakeholders were called in on Friday afternoons for about an hour to review the work and the proposed solutions. Also, Martin and I were uh, meeting the coach for one hour every week to take decisions on next steps, agree on proposed tools to assess the challenges, other colleagues to involve anything that needed to move forward. And also for the project owner, which is myself, (laughs) there was about uh, two hours uh, additional a week to prepare the sprint review presentations. And what is important is when you work within this agile, I would say, methodology, is that the time commitment needs to be clearly stated at the beginning of a project. And the meetings must be in everyone's calendar early on. Agile is a new methodology for most and entails a change in mindset and it requires dedication and time. That's uh, very clear. So was that easy to get that dedication in time and making sure that all the stakeholders were active during the reviews? Because it was quite a big number of people you had in that stakeholder group, 20 uh, you mentioned just before. So was that relatively easy and did people manage to allocate time? Obviously, it was not easy for sure. Through a lot of, I would say, networking and preparing and connecting individually sometimes with people, we convinced them of the cause (laughs) and we rallied everybody around this project. And it it was clearly something that not many people had resistance. Everybody was concerned about Will I have enough time to participate? But nobody had doubts about this is really something we need to do as a company. I also noticed when I joined one of the review meetings that you actually had a very large number of stakeholders there. So I was very impressed by that. It could be interesting to hear what was the outcome of having all the stakeholders there and the interactions with the stakeholders throughout the process. So in terms of the the stakeholders, we chose them very carefully. So we went for mainly the sales teams, which are the end users of many of the processes in MedEd and the medical education team, of course. And we went for people that really are impacted with the decision, that wanted to be part of the change and colleagues that 
believed in Medicate and would be the voice of the team and share with their colleagues the improvements that are to come. So it was uh, really a, a team that was committed to the improvements and wanted to make a difference and wanted to be involved. So it was easier with this team to make sure that they were committed to the project. And these were eventually also the people that then would be affected by the changes and the outcome of the project, if I hear you correctly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right now, they're looking forward to uh, implementing all the changes that we found solutions for. Martin, maybe you can talk a little bit about those key learnings and the critical success factors uh, of the project. I have a list of key learnings and critical success factors. And it's not going to be in an order of importance. They are all important. First, I would mention that it was really critical to have a sustained frequency of a working session and sprint. We stayed the course and only interrupted one week in August because of vacation time. Then we really stuck to our timelines and only extended one sprint three weeks instead of two because of the importance of a topic and many concurrent priorities. We chose carefully the stakeholders. That is critical to make sure you have the right people around the table. And along the way, we kept and continued to keep our project alive with Yammer posts, internal and external surveys, updates regularly to the leadership team, Another very important factor was having the right coach. The coach is the glue that keeps the team together and also helps us to stay on the methodology. And the last learning was the start was a little challenging as we had to understand and master the methodology and go into the pace of the different sprints. So that was six clear learnings. Uh, I could hear that you have mentioned it a few times. So I sense that you have been talking about this and reflecting on this. So that's very nice. So the last point you mentioned was that it was a little challenging to understand the methodology and, and get into this new way of working. Were there any other challenges that you experienced? The main challenge, again, as I said, is really understanding the methodology because it's not something that is intuitive, okay? We had to adjust the way we approach an, an issue or implementing new changes. So it took us a little bit of time to get there and to get comfortable with the process. The other uh, challenge is really the time commitment because you cannot do this on the side. It requires a commitment to work on this and make this a priority. So it was, yes, another big challenge of adding this project with the many meetings to an already very busy calendar. Did you take active prioritization in your other work and actively postpone certain things in order to fit this new project in? It was understood and discussed with the managers of the people attending the meetings and the projects that Agile should be a priority whenever possible. Obviously, if there was a critical issue that had to be addressed for business reasons, it was dealt with, but it was understood that Agile should be and must be considered a priority for everybody. Looking forward, what were some of those learnings or ways of working that you learned throughout this project that you're actually able to bring into your other work activities I'm thinking not only in projects, but maybe also in your regular day-to-day -day work. Yes, we're definitely for the medical education team, the outcomes are tangible. It is something that we live every day. And it also helps because a lot of colleagues are involved in medical education and the implementation. 
it helps to integrate the Agile mindset within the Canadian affiliate. Do you also apply any of the activities, I'm thinking the daily stand-ups or having a backlog that you use in the team to create transparency? Yeah, actually, with the Menet team now, we have some of the early morning meetings when required. And also we created a planner and a backlog into our team's group workspace. So we're using the tools also that we learned during the uh, Medicate project. We saw the, the benefit of the tools, so why not leverage them mm -hmm. after? So if someone from another team or from another affiliate were to ask you to summarize your experience with Agile in one sentence, what would you say? Personally, for me, it was an efficient, on-the-job, motivating learning experience that changed my way of thinking, of working, and of finding solutions. And for my part, I would comment that Agile, on top of being a very efficient way of solving or improving a situation, felt almost like a team-building activity. We learned together on how an effective project can make an impact now. That was very clear. Do you then have uh, any good advice for other teams or affiliates that are interested in uh, trying this Agile way of working, either in projects or just in the way they operate on a day-to-day -day basis? Yes, if I could summarize, a key success factor, as I had mentioned, is really having the right coach. A proper method of identifying which coach would be the most fitted for your team and your project. Then it is important to set expectations and clearly state the time commitment needed when you are recruiting your core members. And then it is important to have a solid training session before starting the project itself. And along the way, when you do your project, keep it alive, publicize it, lobby for it, you know, talk about it to everybody, make sure that people understand what you are doing. And at the end, I would conclude for my part that I saw Agile not only as really as a the adequate solution to address our need for improving the medical education processes, but it was really an investment, time, money, energy, but it was really worth it because we took it at heart to work and dedicate ourselves to this project. And I must say, it's a return on investment that is really worth it. So I encourage everybody to consider. Thank you, Martin. That was a very good way to end this podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and what you did and the outcome. It has been really interesting to listen to. And it's also good to get out in the world and hear what happens around the globe. So thank you very much, Martin and Isabel for your contributions. And thank you, Meta, for also all your support along the journeys because the Agile Center was really also very critical for our success. So thank you, Meta. Thank, thank you. you.